And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague. Hey, what's up, everybody? Brandon Sprague here, Travis Thomas there, here on Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app, wherever you find your podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Another week of Back to the Futures, Travis. It was a wild one in college football, wild one in the National Football League. We're going to play the fun game of over and unders a little bit later on. We're going to pick some conference championship games. We're going to play everybody's favorite game, Guess the Lines, with our super producer, Zach. Uh, But before we get to all of that, it was, I want to tell you, going into the holiday weekend, I Mm -hmm. looked at the NFL slate, Travis, and I kept going through game after game after game. I had my co-host out here is in a survivor pool. He was one of seven people left. He didn't know what game or what team to pick. And I told him, I looked at the schedule. I looked at the spreads. I didn't know how to feel on a lot of these games today. I I hit a little more than I, than I missed on. But it was a tough weekend, I think, for, for point spreads, over-unders. I want to get your general big takeaway of what the NFL was this week and what you thought of this week's matchups going in. Well, I, I'm with you. I thought this was a difficult uh, week that was to handicap. Now, for me, I hated all the games on Thanksgiving. If you remember, last week we previewed all those games, and I didn't love any of them. In fact, I remember uh, betting – I think I bet Mississippi State that night. What do I know? Because they certainly didn't win or cover. But, um, you know, for me, I, I feel the same way. There, It was a very difficult week to kind of call. Uh, now that I look at it in its totality, I see why. Because there were a ton of games. I'll give you one from Thanksgiving. I didn't think that the Cowboys uh, were going to have any problems with the Raiders at all. I laid the points on that game. And sure enough, uh, the Raiders won outright. And there were a ton of games like that uh, in the week that was in the NFL for week 12. So, you know, it was tough to call coming in. And now that it's over, I see why. I mean, it was just yeah. a, it was just one of those weeks in the NFL and in college, to be honest, Sprager. Yeah, I want to I want to start with a game in the AFC. And it, this was one of the games I was referring to. And that was Tennessee going into Foxborough, going into New England. Yep. where the over-under of this game started actually it closed lower than it opened. It opened at 46-and-a-half uh, via Vegas Insider, closed at 43, and that spread, which also opened at New England 2-and-a-half, finished at New England minus 7. Kind of an indicator of where that game would go. But this was one early on that was kind of back and forth, a little bit of a slugfest. Yep. And then the fourth quarter hits, and New England pulls away, and they move to 8-and-4. Tennessee drops to 8-and-4. And two weeks ago, we were debating, is Tennessee the best team in football? Are they the best team in the AFC? Well, they've since dropped a couple, and New England just pounded them in the fourth quarter when it mattered. Here we go. The Patriots, they're back yet again, Travis. So the New England Patriots, how are you placing them, and how are you viewing them from the gambling angle and the AFC playoff picture angle? I mean, listen, you said how two weeks ago we were debating whether or not the Titans are the best team in football. That's true. But two weeks ago, I told you these Patriots are coming, and they are here. They yes, mean did. business. This is a one-two punch at running back, and they haven't even—they didn't even need to run the ball against the Titans, really. Both Stevenson and Harris, kind of a non-factor. It was Mac Jones. Who? Mac Jones, 300 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, this was by far his best game as a pro. Uh, we all know what Belichick's defense always does. They have a real home field advantage there in Foxborough. You know, 
I've told you that I think the Patriots are a real player in the uh, AFC. I still feel that way. Now, it would be hard for me to bet on them to come out of the AFC with a rookie quarterback. We saw Mac Jones do it this week in a game where the Titans basically said, we're going to neutralize your run game, and Mac Jones has to beat us, and he did. But I think for them to make it to a Super Bowl level, uh, he would need to do that a few more times in playoff moments. I don't know if I can bet on that, to be honest, Sprague. I would probably fade the Patriots come playoff time. But certainly, I do not think uh, they can be slept on as maybe even a division winner. I mean, I love what I saw from the Bills, um, you know, the Thanksgiving night game against the Saints. But, you know, they are going to host the Patriots and Monday Night Football coming up this week in a game that I'm sure we'll guess the line for. Uh, I, I like the Bills to win that game, and I still think I would bet on the Bills to win the division, but certainly the Patriots will be a wild card team, and they'll be a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs. I just don't know if I can bet them. Yeah, I said two weeks ago when you mentioned the Patriots, like I, I kind of I could see where you're coming from, but I still didn't fully buy them for that reason, Mac Jones. And – Look, I kind of still stand by that in terms of winning a championship. I don't know how where the barometer is in Boston with our friends over there, mm-hmm. but that's always the expectation. And you have Belichick, I mean, to not only cover a seven-point spread, but to blow the, the Tennessee Titans out in that fourth quarter, uh, really the second half, you outscored them um, and dominated them. To do that the way that they did today, I, I, th- I thought it spoke a lot to what Belichick is defensively and what they could be come playoff time. I'm, I'm with you, though. I'm interested to see. Uh, what that Buffalo New England line is going to be because I'll be looking at that very closely. I want to go to the AFC side of things for all the AFC stuff with, you know, where does New England slot in and, and, and how do they fit in? How about the NFC? For today, mm-hmm. you have Tampa Bay go on the road. They covered their three point spread uh, against the Colts with a go ahead touchdown there. But I want to focus on the team that wrapped up in the, the late four o'clock Eastern, one o'clock Pacific window. And that was the Rams at Green Bay, a huge mm-hmm. one in the NFC between two juggernauts that might have something to say come playoff time. And this one was interesting to follow for me all week because when it opened, it opened at Green Bay one and a half over under right. 50. It closed at 47 and it shifted from Green Bay as the home favorite to yep. the Rams as a road favorite. And then the report of Stafford, you know, he's dealing with multiple injuries. We don't know if he's even going to play. He ends up playing anyway. And he wasn't very good. Green Bay dominating the Rams today. Um, and wherever you're hearing this, dominating them this week. And they did it on both sides of the ball. And now Green Bay, I ask you, Travis, is Green Bay the team of teams in the NFC? I think they are. And I, I, I say that so reluctantly because, you know, I love what I see from Tampa. Uh, even though the Rams lost, you know, obviously they're still forced to be reckoned with in the NFC. Um, I mean, we really need to probably dive into the Dallas Cowboys because they are falling apart at the seams. But I still yeah, think, really ta- you know, I still think talent-wise, they could be right there. They just need to right the ship. There are a number of teams in the NFC. Uh, I mean, look, I'm sure we'll talk about this team too, but, you know, the 49ers are getting their swagger back at the right time and getting healthy. I could see that team getting in as a wild card and being someone that no one wants to play. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. As reluctant as I am to say the Packers, uh, and the only reason I'm reluctant is because of my disdain for Aaron Rodgers at this point, but you cannot deny uh, his ability. You cannot deny the Packers' ability to run the ball with both A.J. Dillon 
and Aaron Jones. Devontae Adams continues to make a case as the best wide receiver in the game. I, I just hey, hey, excuse I know, me, I didn't hear I that. I said he there. makes a say? case. He makes a case. DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> is still the best. <laughs> Hey, but, Devontae's great, and that was always my thing, is Rodgers is a fantastic quarterback, one of the yes. best we've seen. But it's it's a it's a Jordan-Pippen thing to me, right? Jordan wasn't Jordan without Pippen. That's right. Uh, Pip, Pip was a good player. Um, I'm with you there. Do you think it's kind of a two-horse race right now, though, in the NFC versus what we have going on in the AFC? Yeah, I mean, Arizona, obviously, right there with Green Bay, but I, I still okay. like, you know, I still like Green Bay um, over them. I mean – Look, I, I would not be shocked at all if Green Bay wins the whole thing. And I and obviously that's not going out on a limb because remember Green Bay beat Arizona in Arizona. Uh, I think that was a Thursday night or so. You know, I kind of look at Green Bay's um, schedule now. They get the bye week. Then they host Chicago. That should be a win. That's a Sunday nighter. They go to Baltimore. Boy, could that be a Super Bowl preview? Maybe. Uh, they're home against Cleveland, home against Minnesota, and then they finish the season in Detroit. I'm not seeing a lot more losses on that record, Sprague. I mean, maybe you could make yeah. the case that Baltimore could beat them in Baltimore, but if you give them that, I still like them in these other games. I mean, Green Bay could be the number one seed throughout, and if they're the number one seed in the NFC and you have to go through Lambeau, good luck. I mean, put them in the Super Bowl now, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, it's – I still don't want to eliminate the possibility of a team winning in Lambeau. We just watched the Tampa Bay Bucks do it. Now, I, I'll grant you that, like, no crowd. It was weird. It was COVID. Yeah. But yeah. I, I still think we can see a team do it. I just think the way that Green Bay is playing, especially defensively, yep. because we, we know what Aaron Rodgers is capable of. Defensively, if they are locked in, and that's always kind of been the thing in the Rodgers era, it just takes them to a different level, and it makes that that what you just said, winning at Lambeau, uh, that much more difficult. I want to go through a couple more games here as we set some things up. We'll get to guess the lines coming up here on Back to the Futures. I, I just say this. Cincinnati at home, three oh. and a half point favorite. The over-under in this game uh, ended up closing at 44. So they hit the over. Cincinnati easily covers. They bludgeon the Steelers 41-10. Yep. Travis, your takeaway from that game is what? I was shocked. Um, my takeaway is since he found their identity today you know I don't believe and and he's great don't get me wrong but I don't think this team can be a player in terms of playoffs making noise maybe going on a deep playoff run uh if it's just Joe Burrow all day every day I think this team must figure out a way to get Joe Mixon involved in the offense heavily I don't think it's enough to just say Joe Mixon's a great back and then every now and again, he flashes a big game. No, he needs to become a workhorse. I think what you saw against Pittsburgh, by the way, a very good defense break. Um, they mm -hmm. just bullied. They bullied the bully. I mean, they just ran the ball down the Steelers' face with Joe Mixon. 28 carries. That's a commitment to the run. 165 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, the guy can catch out of the backfield as well. Uh, you know, for me, and I love Burrow. Don't get me wrong. We talked about how great he is on this show all the time. But, you know, I, I, I don't want to call him a game manager because we all know he's better than that. But I don't need to see him throwing the ball 45, 50 times. I think if they yeah. can, like they did today, have more balance on offense like they did against the Steelers, 
this is a team that can go on a deep playoff run because their defense is not great, but it's certainly good enough. And they're well coached. And, you know, with Zach Taylor and the crew. So if they can run the ball with Mixon and Burrow can just be special, uh, you know, those weapons with Higgins and Chase and Boyd, this is a real team. And if they have confidence, Sprager, that's what they need. This is a team that needs to get hot at the end of the season and go into the playoffs with confidence. Man, they can ruin somebody's plans. This is a team that could knock off a Bills or knock off a Raven, you know, knock off one of those yeah. favorite, a, a, a Kansas City, knock off one of those uh, heavies. I could see the Bengals being a real problem. Yeah, I mean, I know the Bengals are still the bungles to many people, but we've already seen them, I mean, pick apart two divisional yep. teams um, in, in, in Baltimore, at Baltimore, and then they did it today against Pittsburgh. I'm with you. Yep. Like, if you give Cincinnati too many points, I'm going to have no choice come playoff time. If, if this is what we're going to see, the mix and show mixed in with what they do through the air. Right. And, and by the way, hell of an effort by the defense. This defense is one of the more underrated, I think, units just in the NFL in general sense of teams who are going to be in the playoff picture. Nobody yep. really talks about Cincinnati in general, but if you're looking at them, I think that's a side of the ball that needs to be discussed a little more in the National Football League conversation. Um, sticking in the a AFC, for all we just talked about or you just talked about with Cincinnati, let me just ask you, man, um, excuse me, what happened to the L.A. Chargers on the road as two-and-a-half-point favorites at Denver? What's yeah. going on in L.A., man? What What is – how do you how do you how can you describe what happened with the Chargers today? Who Justin Herbert? Now I love Justin Herbert. He's got obviously West Coast ties. He threw some mm -hmm. bad he threw a bad interception. He had some bad throws. He missed some stuff. And the Chargers just not the same. They're kind of stumbling here. They've moved to six and five on the year. Denver beats him and also moves to six and five. How do what, what do you make of the Chargers right now? I mean, this is what they've been doing. They win, then they lose. They win, then they lose. They've been ping ponging for weeks. I mean, this is what they do. Uh, they're a roller coaster ride. If you're a Chargers fan, you're probably used to it at this point, but it drives you crazy. So now, congratulations. You get the Bengals in Cincinnati next week, a team that's humming, and we just talked about could be hot uh, to end the season. I think the Chargers are going to lose that game too. I would bet the uh, Bengals next week at home, and I'm sure that'll be in our guest the lines. I'm not buying the Chargers. I think they could figure it out, obviously, as you look at their schedule. You know, the Giants after the Cincy game, huge one against Kansas City on a Thursday night. I mean, that could dictate their whole season. They go to Houston. They get another shot at Denver, this time at home for them. And then they finish the season in Vegas. So this is going to be a team. It's going to come down to the wire if they get into the playoffs. But just get used to it, Sprague. This is what they do. Ping pong. They lose, they win. They lose, they win. It's going to continue yeah. for this team. Yeah, I would have thought with Staley, maybe that would turn around. They're too good of a team talent-wise, I think, to be doing what they're doing. Okay, we got a loaded show today. There's a lot to get to. It's a turn and burn situation. Yeah. We're coming off of a holiday. We're all still full, but yet we're going to go on with a lot of the gambling <laughs> lines. We're going to play Guess the Line coming up next. We'll go to some college football with that, sprinkling some NFL. We'll talk about the conference championship, how the playoff is all going to work. Give you some picks for the coming NFL week. Don't go anywhere, folks. It's going to be a lot more to get to here. Back to the Futures with myself, Brandon Sprague, and my guy, my guy on the East Coast, Travis Thomas, here on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. We're back with more.
When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some bets from Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague on Back to the Futures from BetQL. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. What it is, what it do. Welcome back to Back <laughs> to the Futures. Brandon Sprague here, Travis Thomas on the East Coast here on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app, wherever you can find your podcast. Thanks, everybody, for the support. The tweets we get. Uh, some of you guys, unfortunately, play the lines that we miss on, but we always appreciate the ones that you guys play that we hit on. So thank you uh, so far uh, for all the support that we've gotten here on Back to the Futures. Uh, we have a lot to get into. We have conference yeah. championship games to pick. Yeah. Well, I a couple NFL games coming up this week as well. But, Travis, it mm-hmm. is that time. It's mm-hmm. the game everybody talks about. Yeah. We bring in Zach Kroll, and we play Guess the Lines. The Lines. We, <laughs> we did a lot of college games this week. Uh, obviously, it's a big week in the college football world with the playoff right there. Yeah. And we'll hopefully sprinkle in some NFL games. So, Zach, thanks for hopping on. We know you're night quilled up. Let's get it going. Let's get funky. <laughs> And let's guess those lines. Wait, here's a theme music for you, Zach. Be 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 be. All right, guys, it is time to guess the line. When we look at these lines, they are all four conference championship games. One of the best weeks of the year in college football. <clears throat> Excuse yep. me. So, without further ado, let's get it going. It's the one everyone is going to be waiting for, That's Georgia. Nice. Alabama SEC championship. This game is being played in Atlanta. Greg, I'll throw it over to you to start us off. Georgia, Ooh. Alabama. What do you think the line? Roll damn tide. Oh, this is a tough one. Um, I mean, Georgia has to be the favorite. It's not tough, Sprague. Okay, okay. I will say Georgia minus six. I think yeah. Bama still gets the respect. I mean, this isn't tough at all. I, I it's got to be a touchdown. I'll go up. I'll go prices right with the Sprager. Give okay. me, give me uh, Bulldogs minus seven. Wow. So this is uh, an interesting one. Sprague is on the money with Georgia six. minus six, but there are there is another number at uh, at Vegas Insider has it as uh, Georgia minus four and a half, but then the other Ooh. three books have it. One at six, one at six and a half. So right now it's basically cratering around four and a half to six and a half. I think by around game time, you know, maybe it's six on the number. But yeah, still not a set line really here yet. Yeah, Travis, let me ask you about that. So thank you for sharing that, Zach. If it's four on a consensus and six at a lot of books, who's 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 more close to the feel out? Where would you lean in terms of the line being right? Uh, the higher, the better. I mean, I listen. Higher, the better. I, I, I thought this game would be at seven or eight, to be honest. Uh, Georgia minus okay. seven or eight. So the fact yeah. that it's down where it yeah. is, if you, if you love Georgia, uh, I mean, that's that's got to make you randy, baby. Yeah, because yes. all you have to lay is six or, or less. Uh, I, I You know, for me, I could see a scenario where Alabama actually wins this game. So, I, I mean – no matter where the number is, uh, if you're if you're rolling tide, you're gonna um, take the you know take the points. But I I'm a little surprised that it's that short. I, I thought it would be seven or eight. Yeah, Nick, interesting note about this one, folks. Nick Saban has only had one former assistant beat him ever, and that was this year 
with uh, Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M. Kirby Smart wow. has yet to beat him. Uh, okay, speaking of uh, the higher, the better. Zach, what is the next line, my man? All right, let's go to the Big Ten Championship. This one is going to be in Indianapolis, Michigan, coming off of their big win against Ohio State. They are taking on Iowa. Travis, I'll throw it over to you. What do you think the line is in this one? Poor Iowa. I mean, listen, I already know, Sprager, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to bet Iowa to cover here because I bet they're getting disrespected. I mean, for Michigan to bully Ohio State the way they did, I know it shocked me. I laid the eight points for Ohio State in that game, and I, was, I wasn't shocked that Michigan won outright, um, but I was shocked at how they won. I was shocked that they just ran the ball down their face with both those backs. I, I, you know, I think I was going to be disrespected here. I'll, I'll go two touchdowns, which is an overvalue, by the way. I'll go Michigan minus, give me 13 and a half. Uh, 13 and a half. That's a high line. You know, let me, let me tell you this too about the Ohio State game. I'm with you. I, I could not believe the way that they won that game. But Travis, if I would have told you three of their four possessions to start the game yep. were touchdown interception punt and punt yeah would you have thought they won that game i know i know it's i, I mean it's, I, I think it speaks to the to the michigan defense for all the offense and the credit that cade mcnamara has gotten in the yep. the dual running backs that they have and harbaugh's offensive line let's give some recognition to that defense that michigan defense showed up yes they gave up a lot of plays through the air with uh in the passing game it's hard to contain those guys their key was that they stopped ohio state's run attack which I think finished in the sub-70 category. Um, so a kudos to Michigan Stevens. On this line specifically, I actually think it's going to be a little higher because I think Vegas knows people are going to buy Michigan more now. Right. I will go 14 and a half. Michigan is favored at 14 and a half. Wow. So Travis actually takes this one, but you guys were both a little off. Um, Vegas is actually giving Iowa a little bit more respect than you think. Michigan opens right now as a 10 and a half point favorite. Ooh. See, I, I'm uh, going to have to go. Yeah, we'll, we'll, gi we'll give our picks for this, but that's an interesting note. Ten and a half. That is much lower than I thought it would be. Me too. Me too. I, I, I mean, you know, now I was thinking Iowa, but now I wonder if you lay that with Michigan. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the Big 12. Oklahoma State coming off their big win in Bedlam last night against Oklahoma. They are facing Baylor at, in the Big 12 championship in Dallas. So, uh, Sprague, I'll throw it over to you to start us off in this one. Baylor, Oklahoma State on a neutral field in Dallas for the Big 12 championship. What do you think the line is? Oklahoma State minus three. I think this is a field goal line. I don't wow. know how you make it much more than that. Um, these are two pretty evenly matched teams. And give Oklahoma State a ton of credit for their win at Bedlam. That was one of the better games we've had all season. Um, came down to the wire there on a, on a scramble on fourth down. Uh, ended up taking a sack on the next fourth down. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna still go. I'm gonna say three. Oklahoma State minus the three. Gosh, um, I'll, I'll prices right him. I'll go Oklahoma State minus four. But I, this is one of those games, Sprager. I just have a gut feeling Baylor's gonna win this game because this is a rematch, yep. and we know Okie State already beat them once. Uh, I believe that, if I remember correctly, that was a close game though. I. I, I kind of like Baylor to win this, but I'll price is right, you, because uh, everything you said is is right. I'll go Oklahoma State minus four, um, Zach. All right, so this is kind of similar to the Alabama-Georgia game where 
Right now, Vegas Insider has it at Oklahoma State minus six and a half, but the other book have it around five. Wow. Okay. That's a lot higher than I thought it would be, to be honest yeah. with you. I mean, I, I'm me too, but uh, I hope it goes higher because I, I think I'm going to bet Baylor uh, yeah. for that game, Sprague. So the higher it gets, the better. Yeah, I'd say that, Travis, on that note, I mean, if, if that's the line to watch, I would say to people listening right now, if that line jumps at a touchdown or higher, yep, I, I think you, you have to jump on Baylor just out of respect, I think, don't yep. you? Yeah, you do. I think you do. And by the way, I think the closer we get to game time, I could see it trending that way, Sprague, because, you know, all the hype's on Okie State and people are going to, and I'm sure we'll talk about this next segment, but people are probably already have them in the playoff, right? So, yeah. you know, Baylor uh, is going to hear all this. As I said, this is a rematch. They've seen this team not too long really ago. Really good coach. Really yeah, good Rand coach. Really good. Big spot yeah. for them. I, I kind of, I mean, I you know, I think Sprague's right, but I would also say wait I think a little closer to game time, it's probably going to go up, right? Yeah, I mean, we'll have to monitor the line, but I'm with you. Yeah. I think we're, we're kind of in, in lockstep there. Uh, Zach, what is the next guess the line that we have, my man? All right, we have one more college football okay. line we will guess, and it is the American Athletic Conference Championship game. I feel like one thing not a lot of people are talking about is, well, Cincinnati's playing Houston, and Houston right. lost their first game of the season to Texas Tech, who we know isn't really good, and they haven't lost since. So this is going to be a really good game. Houston against Cincinnati. It is a true road game in Cincinnati for the AAC uh, championship. So, Travis, I'll throw it over to you. What do you think the spread is in this? Gosh, it's basically a home game for Cincy. I mean, uh, this might be an overplay here too, Sprague. You know, I've been on Cincy all year. I still like yep. them to win the game, but I would not be shocked. This could be a really great game. I mean, this could come down to a field goal. This could go to overtime. Houston could win outright. I think this will be an overplay. I'll go Cincy. I could see them being favored by, you know, maybe 10 points. I'll go Cincy minus uh, nine and a half. Oh, dude. Uh, that's a good number because I was thinking <laughs> I was thinking somewhat the same. I will I will Bob Barker your ass and I will take <laughs> uh, I will push them and say it's a push number of 10. Oh, wow. Sprague on the money at 10. Cincinnati minus 10 against yes. Is it dead yeah. 10? Yeah, so Vegas Insider wow. has 10. Some others have it at 10 and a half. Yeah, I was going to say, I could see this being a 10 and a half and maybe staying there by game time. Um, I I don't know about you, Sprague. I kind of like Houston there, man. I just think it's yeah. – that's a really – I mean, Zach pointed it out. Their only loss coming the first game of the season, and I just think people are going to be so drunk on Sensi. It kind of goes back to what I said about Okie State. I think people are automatically, because since he's in it right now in the playoff, I think people are just assuming that since he's going to be there. And meanwhile, there's this great Houston team no one's talking about. I mean, right. if nothing else, if they don't win outright, I think they cover that number, man. 10, 10 and a half. Yeah. Uh, that's an overplay. I, I like Houston there, Sprague. Um, yeah, I'm kind of with you in that sense. Like, I could see Houston keeping this one tight. I don't mm – -hmm. this this almost might be a stay away for me because Cincinnati's been up and down. Now, I will say this about them. The Bearcats are 7-4 and four 
against the number this year. So yep. if you're looking for some optimistic viewpoint of Cincinnati not only playing for a playoff spot, but to blow them out the way that Vegas thinks it there, right. I would say you lean just history. History says this year Cincinnati um, is covering, in most instances, seven of the 11 games that they've had. So Cincinnati-Houston, obviously a big one because if things break their way, the Bearcats could be the first group of five to find themselves in the playoff. Uh, Zach, if you're feeling up to it, do you have another line in the National Football League, my man? Ooh. Yes, let's get to it in the NFL. Travis mentioned it earlier on in the show. Monday Night Football, next week, Buffalo hosting New England. Uh, Travis, I'll throw it over to you to start us off. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a pick em now because of New England winning today, but uh, I would think you have to give Buffalo the three points for being at home. So I, I will not be shocked, Sprague, if I'm going to – my guess here is Buffalo minus three. But I would not be shocked if that doesn't really move all week and the money comes in on the Patriots. I could see a lot of the money coming in on New England, but that line's holding at Buffalo minus three. Uh, maybe it drops down because of all the money on New England. You know, maybe it's Buffalo minus two and a half by game time or something. But I love, I, I think people are going to be betting New England, and I think that's a sucker bet. I will lay whatever the hell it is. I'm guessing minus three, but I'm willing to lay whatever it is for Buffalo. I think Buffalo, it's a must win for them. They have to win this game at home on that stage uh, in order to secure winning that division. Uh, I think Buffalo wins this game in this spot. Give me Buffalo minus three for my guess. Yeah, I think it's a Belichick factor for a lot of people, and that's why some might bet New England. Yep. Uh, and if this goes New England's way, I, I think there's going to be revalue there for Buffalo because I'm with you. Bill has caused some havoc for Josh Allen in the past. But yep. uh, still, I, I'm going to go a little higher than you. I actually think Buffalo is going to get the respect in this one. I'm going to guess Buffalo minus five and a half. I'm going to think Woo. it's a weird Vegas zone where Vegas thinks maybe Belichick's defense can keep it close, but there's still a chance that Josh Allen and the offense get it going anyway. Uh, and Buffalo has the number one defense in the NFL. I, I will yep. go with that. I will say Buffalo minus five and a half. Ooh. All right. So right now, Buffalo is minus three. Travis hits it just about wow. on the head. And uh, that's the number where it is consistently just about everywhere so far. Yeah, it's not going to – It's it won't move either. I mean, look, I, I'll be honest. Um, it, this is kind of a pick em game. It just is. So – I'm not going to talk. I just talk. disagree with that. I disagree really? with that. I think it's I think it's Buffalo, man. I I think what Buffalo did is they had a, a stinker and they went to Jacksonville and since mm -hmm. that we're just like, well Buffalo's not Buffalo. No, 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 they're still Buffalo. Like, like the easiest bet I won was betting Buffalo minus 6 at New Orleans this week and they covered that within the first 10 minutes of that game and you never yep. thought New Orleans was going to put pressure on them. I buy into that and I think this is a big one for them. So I I'm going to take Buffalo here. Yeah, I, listen, I th it's more about the Patriots and less about Buffalo to me. The Patriots, as we talked about, are a complete team. Uh, yeah, and yeah. as you said, they have Belichick on the other side. I'm not going to talk anyone out of betting New England, but I like Buffalo in this spot. It sounds like you do, too. All right, there we go. Good stuff from Zach. Uh, thank you for participating. We know this week was a tough for you, so we appreciate the lines in college and the NFL. All right, we're going to wrap it up, but we're going to wrap it up in a big, big way here, folks. Oh. We're going to give you our best bets in the NFL. Come on. We're going to give you our best bets in college football and our, our initial thoughts on the Lincoln Riley to USC thing. Don't go anywhere. Brandon's break here. Travis Thomas there here on Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network.
Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague. Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? You're listening to Back to the Futures from BetQL. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, welcome back, folks. We've got a lot more to get to here in our final segment on the BetQL Network. As Travis says, hello, Brandon Sprague here on Back to the Futures. Uh, all right, look, there is a, a lot to run down here in our final segment of the week as we look ahead and maybe give you some of our favorite picks coming up. Uh, on the Odyssey app and the BetQL network. I, I want to first quickly, before we get to some of the games and lines and where we're kind of leading, uh, there was a report out there today as we sit here on a Sunday, and you're hearing this throughout the week. We'll see what gets finalized through the week, that the USA, uh, USC Trojans yep. were able to nab Lincoln Riley out of Norman. Uh, the Sooners fall to Oklahoma State in Bedlam, and they lose their chance to play in the Big 12 title game and maybe have a shot at the playoff. And with that loss, the Lincoln-Riley era appears to be over as he heads to Southern California for a rebuild job at USC. Your first thoughts when you heard this news was what, Travis? Genius. Genius move from Lincoln-Riley. Oklahoma's in real trouble. First of all, you lose Lincoln-Riley. That's a big deal. Now you're going in the SEC. I mean, listen, them and Texas are about to get smoked for years to come. I think it's perfect timing for Lincoln Riley to leave. He has done everything he's gone there to do. Uh, Sands winning a championship, right? But uh, to me, I think he takes this USC job. It's it's an absolute slam dunk. We both know it's not going to take him any time. It'll take him five minutes to turn around USC. And by the way, he's bringing Caleb Williams with him. There's no question. I cover Caleb here in Washington, D.C., as he played for Gonzaga. Uh, And, you know, Lincoln Riley essentially uh, got Caleb Williams to commit there. And he that kid could have wrote his ticket and gone anywhere in the country. And so I think he's going to stick with Riley. They're going to uh, USC. Lincoln Riley feels like the perfect coach for that program. He's a star in his own right. Good-looking dude. He's made for Hollywood. Caleb Williams is going to go with him. That dude has Tinseltown all over him as well. I think they turned that program around, and I, I think it's a genius move. I think the timing was perfect, and, uh, I, you know, kudos to Lincoln Riley. He said, I'm not going to LSU, but he never said, I'm not going to USC. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first of all, of all, everything you just said, can I just give you some credit and indicate the fact that you said Gonzaga properly, whereas everybody in the country likes to call him Gonzaga and <laughs> don't really understand that. Like we say rag, but then we see Z-A-G and we don't know how to say it. It's, it's a very frustrating thing for us out here in the Pacific Northwest. So it's good to hear somebody on the East Coast actually knows how to say Gonzaga uh, properly. I'm with you, though. I mean, Lincoln Riley, stunning move because you didn't really know how – upset he was or okay he was with Oklahoma going to the SEC for basically just a payday and no other reason. Right. Um, But also USC has been down and they've been down bad. Now I I do think he's going to get it turned around. I think next year they're going to lose three or four games. So some people are going to go, well, look, he can't win there. Give this guy one full season. And by year two, if he is to go to USC, I think that's when you see this uptick and they suddenly become a two loss team who flirts with one loss and then you get USC back going. Because I'll say this, I'm in the state of Oregon. 
they're recruiting really well in SoCal, Oregon. Yeah. If if USC gets a confident guy and he appears to be that, mm-hmm. um, Oregon's not going to have that pipeline the way that they think they do. USC is still USC. They just haven't had any pride in it. And if he's leaving Norman to go to LA for a rebuild, that tells me all the well-to-do donors at USC have indicated they are all in on getting this thing back to the Pete Carroll era. This was a home run hire. This was a huge hire. This was maybe a bigger hire for the conference than it was even USC because USC wants to be back. The Pac-12 needs USC to be back, or they are irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. It's Oregon and a bunch of slappies out here on the West Coast. Anytime you have USC be relevant and talk-worthy, that's when people really pay attention. So big move, I think. I thought for USC, even bigger move uh, for the Pac-12 to get Lincoln Riley out of Norman. I agree. I mean, listen, to me, uh, from a betting perspective, yeah, you may be right. Before USC is a college football playoff team, it may take a minute. But from a betting perspective, I like them right away. I mean, yeah, sure. Es- sure. especially if Caleb Williams comes with them. I mean, they're going to cover a whole hell of a lot of games uh, immediately, day one. So, yeah. You know, I, I, I like them from that standpoint. Now, I'll give you an example. You know, when Chip Kelly got hired by UCLA, I didn't think UCLA was going to be some playoff juggernaut overnight, but I started betting them year one to cover a lot of games, and they did. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes when you get that caliber of coach, and by the way, Lincoln Riley uh, is a level above Chip Kelly, if you ask me, and I, I know the history of Kelly there at Oregon. You probably would disagree with me, but I think right no. now in 21 i think lincoln riley is a cut above oh uh, yeah chip kelly was a flash in the pan i think that's what we've learned over his career lincoln riley to me is an innovative genius on yeah. offense who i think learned from one of the best in stoops of how to build a program and maintain yep. a program that's right um I, I i just i love that hire i'm a big lincoln riley fan i know oklahoma fan is pissed about that but uh, i think usc fans should be ecstatic about it all right let's do this there's mm-hmm. a lot of games this coming week there's a lot to discuss. Yeah. Let's go through some of these games in these lines. I want to tell, I want to know who, who Travis are you looking at? Um, and who are you laying your money on as we sit here today? I will start with Georgia, Alabama. Zach gave us the line, Georgia minus six over under is right now 50 and a half. Where are you going? I like the over. I think uh, there's going to be scoring in this game. And listen, because of that, I know this sounds crazy to think because of scoring, I'm going to give the advantage to Alabama. Just saying that out loud seems crazy to me in an Alabama, Georgia SEC title game. But I got to tell you, I like Bryce Young. I like this Alabama offense. Now, they are not the same kind of team we're used to seeing. They're not this dominant Alabama team. But I actually think that Iron Bowl, man, they they did. And I got to tell you something. I think them being underdogs in this game, no one giving them a chance. I think they're going to be playing loose. I think they'll be playing with house money. Who in the hell can motivate better than a Nick Saban in this spot being an underdog? Kind of being written off a little bit here. Kirby Smart still has yet to beat him. I like the quarterback more at Alabama. I think Bryce Young maybe won the Heisman. You know, our producer Zach and I were talking about this before the show, and I said, God. I don't love Bryce Young as a Heisman winner, but I think that moment uh, in the Iron Bowl, throwing the touchdown to send it to overtime may have been his Heisman moment. It's kind of a, you know, I don't know, a forgetful Heisman campaign, but I think he maybe won it there. 
I gotta tell you, Spray, I like Bama to cover here, and I wouldn't be shocked if they win the game. Uh, I'm gonna bet. The, I'm gonna fade everything you said. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> everything. Uh, I, th- I, th- I think. I think the under is the play for me because we know what Georgia's defense is, <laughs> and Alabama's defense was really good. I know it was a backup quarterback for Auburn, but Auburn's defense was able to kind of bottle up and frustrate that Bama offense. The final score that was 24-22, and they yep. went to four overtime. So, you know, I just I'm gonna play the defensive card here. Two defensive guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to say that's what plays a big factor into this matchup. And I will take Georgia. I think there is something a little off on Bama. I think they're a good team, a very good team. And whoever they play in the New Year's Six, they're going to kick their ass. Yeah. But I don't know if they're quite the level of Georgia. And it's unfortunate they lost that game to AM because if they not lost that game, they yep. could afford to lose this and still make the playoff. But that yep. AM game bites them. I think that they lose. I think Georgia covers. And I think the overhits or the underhits. I'm going to play this something like Georgia 27, Alabama 17. I think that they end up winning by 10, and I think you still get the under. I want to go to the NFL. This is a big AFC playoff picture matchup. L.A. at Cincinnati, Chargers, Bengals. Right now the consensus, Bengals 2.5 over under 51. Where would you lean? Oh, my God, that's the easiest bet ever. I mean, I'm laying the two and a half, especially if that's all I have to lay. Vegas respects the hell out of the Chargers because uh, this should be four and a half to me, to be honest with you. So I I like the Bengals here. The Chargers just can't get right. Uh, I like the Bengals maybe in a blowout, to be honest with you. Yeah. No, I I can see why you think that. Uh, I'm going to go the oppo way, though. I'm going to take the Chargers and hope that they get to three. If you can get to three, I'll feel great about that. Otherwise, I'll probably stay away. Uh, Over-unders, I'm going to have to bet the under on this one. The way the Chargers offense is kind of struggling. The Charger defense is okay, and the Bengals defense is good. So I'm going to play another kind of over. I'm going to take the under in that one. Uh, Another college football matchup that we have is Bedlam. There's a playoff spot on the line for this one. Oklahoma State, Baylor, where are you leaning? Uh, I, I, I kind of like Baylor, dude. I mean, I know I'm like fading all these favorites, but again, I, I don't love that everyone's just automatically putting Oklahoma State into the playoffs. I, I just, I really don't. And I think Baylor, it is tough to beat a team twice. This Baylor team's very good. I think Baylor can hang in this game and maybe have a chance to win, but I certainly love them to cover the six and a half number. Okay, I love it. Um, I'm gonna go with you here. We're gonna fade. That's how we're ending the show. We're fading. We're fading <laughs> you. I'm gonna take Oklahoma State. They'll run the football. They'll be efficient. They'll get the win. And I think they punch their playoff ticket first time in program history. That's gonna that's gonna do it all for us this week, folks. Thank you so much for hanging with us here on Back to the Futures. Brandon Sprague here. Travis Thomas over there. Take our advice. Fade our advice does not matter uh rate review subscribe thank you everybody for all the support we've had thus far and we'll talk to you guys next sunday at five o'clock pacific eight o'clock eastern back to the futures here on the betql network and the odyssey app oh
guess you guys aren't ready for that yet. But your kids are going to love it. Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague on Back to the Futures from BetQL.